Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. As we continue on with our listener support campaign, you can send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net and follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And again, I do encourage you to support our listener support campaign, support.greatdetectives.net. Throughout the year, if you send a donation of $7 or more, we'll send you access to the premium site, which we do with all donations of $7 or more. But during our listener support campaign, we'll send you an additional thank you gift for a donation of uh, $20 or more. And I'm going to highlight some of the uh, British-related options. Uh, We do have... At the $50 level, we'll send you your choice of any Poirot play available on audible.com. In past years, we've offered the Father Brown mysteries from the Colonial Radio Theater. However, they pulled their old releases and are re-releasing them, and they're not quite out yet. So this year, uh, we're offering the BBC Father Brown Mysteries, and we'll send you your choice of either the first volume or second volume of Father Brown Mysteries from uh, the BBC with a donation of $50 or more. Also, for a donation of $75 or more, we'll send you the Hillary Kane Mysteries, uh, they were released by the uh, Jim French Productions in Seattle and are period pieces following a 1930s magazine girl detective as she solves crimes in her own inimitable way. And that's available at $75 or more. And uh, for those uh, and uh, for those in the U.S. and Canada, we also have your choice of either the complete Poirot or complete Marple sets with a full uh, short stories uh, for a donation of $75 or more, and that's the book. Well, with that said, uh, and again, you can view all the options at support.greatdetectives.net. Well, it's now time for us to get into today's episode of uh, Pursuit. Uh, the title of Today's episode, which originally aired February 26, 1952, is Pursuit and the Woman in Gray. And now, Pursuit. Pursuit. Criminal strikes and fades quickly back into the shadows of his own dark world. And then, the man from Scotland Yard, the famous inspector Peter Black, and the dangerous, relentless pursuit. When man hunts man. In just a moment, tonight's story. You know many great men have attained the highest office in our land... The Presidency of the United States. Can you guess the name of this man? The Presidency was the first and only public office he ever held. He never went to school, but was taught at home by a tutor. Like his father, he also became a military man and remained in the service until his nomination to the Presidency in 1848. He was the second and last member of the Whig Party to become President. 
If you don't have his name by now, here's another clue. During his presidency, gold was discovered in California. Who was he? Zachary Taylor, 12th President of the United States. His life is part of your American heritage. Now, with Ben Wright starred as the famous inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, we bring you tonight's story, Pursuit of the Woman in Gray. my girl. Now get inside. A week in solitary is what you need. It'll make you think twice before starting fighting again. Oh, no, no. The prison was much like any other. Structurally, but there were small things, possibly an atmosphere that was hard to define. The inmates numbered some 500, but here the difference was quite obvious. The prisoners were all women. I had gone there to request that Miss Lillian Barnett, governor of the town of prison, and she was standing looking out of the curtained window when one of the prisoners brought me into her office. Mr. Black is here, Miss Barnett. Thank you, Mary. You can go. Yes, Miss Barnett. How do you do, Inspector? Miss Steiner, uh, how do you do? Do sit down, won't you? Uh, thank you. I asked you to come here because I'm terribly worried. Oh? We don't want word to get out, but I'm afraid unless something's done. Well, now I can assure you that my investigations will not be made public, unless, of course, a trial is necessary. Nothing, Captain. That is nothing. One of our girls, Dolly Tanner, was put into solitary confinement last week. She's rather impractical. I had no choice. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, she was relieved. And at supper, a fight was started in the dining hall. I see. And the Tanner girl was involved? Yes, she was stabbed. This is the third time it's happened. I see. I think someone is trying to murder her. Miss Barnett was a very attractive woman. And it was difficult to think of her as the governor of a prison. But I had the feeling that the inmates of Stanhope were luckier in her presence. She sat looking at me, and there were tired, strained lines around her mouth and eyes. Ordinarily, we handle such matters without outside help, but in this case, I think it's gone too far. Mm -hmm. Has the Tanner girl any particular enemies here? I thought of that at once. Five hundred girls locked up together, Inspector. Not exactly healthy. Easy to make an enemy. But you discount the possibility of a normal antagonism. Yes. We have fights. We deal with them, but this is more than that. Uh-huh. And you have no idea who's behind it? Well, at first we thought we did. A girl named Mag Fraser. 
But at the time of the fight last night, she was on duty in the kitchen. Yes, I see. Well, uh, what would you like me to do, Miss Barnett? Interview Dolly Tanner. Find out what you can. Wouldn't that be a little difficult? I mean, after all, I'm a policeman. If the girls don't know that, it would be better. I thought to investigate her from an institution, perhaps a social worker. I might be recognized. Well, we can take a chance. All right. You can begin now, if you like. Yes. I'll have Tanner brought up to the visitor's room. After that, you can meet some of the others who've been involved in the fight. Yes. Thank you. Is uh, anything the matter? Uh, no, no. Well, I, I, I didn't quite expect... Yes? <laughs> I mean, you don't look like the governor of the prison. <laughs> Please don't be embarrassed, Inspector. I'm 36 years old, and I promise if I'm here long enough, I'll grow older and much uglier. <laughs> Anna, this is Mr. Black from the Metropolitan Social Institution. I don't feel social, Poppet. He wants to see what he can do for you. There's only one thing he can do for me. Poppet. You can call Miss Dexter when you're ready to leave. She'll be outside the door. Oh, thank you, Miss Barnett. Oh, uh, may I sit down? I don't care. Well, I'd like to help you if you'll let me in. Oh, it's a laugh. I know you blokes. Help. <laughs> Some help. Uh, Miss Barnett told me that you were having trouble here. I had my trouble before I got here. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. What's your sentence? Two with time off for good behavior. That's a laugh, too. Tell me, who's trying to kill you? Nobody. Who said anything about being killed? Miss Barnett. Uh, she's off a nut. Well, why are you wearing a, a bandit on your arm? It's the style. Why haven't you heard? Well, look here. What are you, copper or something? I thought she was going to be social. Well, I'm waiting. Uh-huh. What do you want to do when you leave here? Are you kidding? No. Go away. Away? Yes. I'd like to go to America or Australia, something like that. Marry a rich bloke and not have to work no more. Uh-huh. What did you do before your trouble? Waitress. Well, why were you sent here? I was dishonest, among other things. Marvelous, ain't it? How old are you? Seventeen. You've got any friends here? No, hundreds. Ducks, every one. Did you have a family outside? Nope. Nobody? Nope. Well, you do understand, don't you, that Miss Barnett is very worried about you? <laughs> I'm crying the eyes out. Now, tell me, who is it to fight with? Who's trying to kill you? My old Fanny. Now, if you're all finished being social, it's time for tea. All right, Miss Tanner. Thank you. Miss Tanner? Dexter? The gentleman's ready to leave. So long, Mr. Social Black. He was pathetic. A thin, round-shouldered child with all the mannerisms picked up in a world of fantasy. But I'd seen something else, too. Fear. This girl knew something and she was afraid to speak. I wanted to talk to the matron, Dexter, before seeing any more prisoners. And on the pretext of seeing the kitchens, I arranged for her to be my guide. The girls learn an occupation here, Mr. Black. Of course, they are supervised, but most of the meals are prepared by prisoners. I see. 
As you notice, the stove's a spotless. Yes, quite. Who did that? Not me, Inspector. Uh, please, Inspector, that's quite all right. I hope you understand, Mr. Black. This is an unusual occurrence at Stanhope. Male visitors, even from your institution, are, are not common. Oh, quite. Please, Inspector, is it okay if we have Brussels sprouts tonight instead of cauliflower? You know that's not my department, Fraser. Get back to your work. Yes, Inspector. Is the gentleman staying for supper? Get back to your work, Fraser, at once. Yes, I think it would be best if you return to the visiting room, Mr. Black. That is, if you're satisfied with conditions here. Oh, excellent conditions, Inspector. Um, I, uh, I understand that there has been trouble with some of the girls. Miss Barnett was telling me about it. You saw Tanner. She's the one. You mean as far as the fighting is concerned? Yes. I've been here for 25 years, Mr. Black. And I give you my word, we've never had a prisoner like that in my time. Why would you say she behaved so badly? I don't know. I don't think she's a bad girl, but something. I don't know. So Miss Barnett believes that her life is in danger. Miss Barnett is the governor. However, I think that she's wrong. Oh? Tanner looks for trouble. We've had to put her in confinement four times since her arrival. Sooner or later, she goes too far. It is my opinion that one of the girls couldn't stand it any longer and attacked her last night. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea who it was? I'm not sure. There were half a dozen girls fighting. Anyone could have done it. Or it may have been an accident. Was that why there's been no punishment? Yes. Miss Barnett is a very fair-minded woman. But I understand it happened twice before. That is Miss Barnett's opinion. Tanner has been hurt twice before. I don't think that they were attempts on her life. Ah. You've been most helpful, Mr. Edgar. Oh, not at all, Mr. Black. Do you wish to interview some more of the prisoners? If you don't mind, uh, those in particular who were involved in last night's affair. The institution is trying hard to solve the problem of prison inmates, particularly when such a matter as this comes up. I understand. I'm sure they have a most useful investigator, Mr. Black. A Scotland Yard policeman couldn't be more thorough. It might have been a coincidence, but I didn't think so. My job was finished before it was begun if word got about that I was a Scotland Yard man. However, six girls were brought to the visiting room. I talked to them two at a time. The first four had no worthwhile information to offer. The two earlier fights had started at their table, and before they knew what was happening, they were in it. I was inclined to believe them. After a moment, another couple came in. One was a prisoner who had taken me to Miss Barnett's office, Joan Villers, stocky, plain, quiet. The other... Marjorie Fraser, mag, tall and handsome. She knew it, too. Hmm. Got a fag, mister? Yes. My name is Black. Really? The Black. Thanks, Editor. Miss Villa? No, thanks. I'm from the Metropolitan Social Institute. That's what they said. We should get more here like you instead of those old hags that knows about. Do you know why I'm here? Oh, Mr. Black. Not guessing games. We're trying to learn about conditions here. Complaints. Oh, no complaints. Just like the Savoy. Of course, we could use a few hundred men, but... What about Dolly Tanner? What about her? You don't like her very much, do you? No. Why? What does she do? Chuck's her wait about. Balmy, if you ask me. But that's no excuse. Mm -hmm. Miss Villard? Oh, I... I don't mind her too much. I, I feel sorry for her sometimes. She hasn't got any friends. Uh, don't listen to her. 
Joan thinks the world's made of treacle and jam tarts. Go on, Miss Phyllis. There's nothing else to say. They ought to lock Dolly up. An asylum, I mean. That's where she belongs. Oh, does she particularly single you out, Miss Fraser? Oh, what does she say? Do. You just talk too much. You can stand it for a bit and then no more. Always asking for a smack in the eye. Well, she gets one. Meg doesn't start it. Never. It's Dolly who starts it. She just goes mad, and the next thing you know, she's fighting all of us. Huh. Did either one of you stab her last night? Huh. What do you think I am? I don't need a knife to put her away, little Smith. Besides, I was in the kitchen. Joan didn't do it either. All right. I don't think there's anything else. Thank you, then. I returned to Miss Barnett's office and gave her my report, which up to that moment was very sketchy. I decided that I'd take the names of the prisoners I had seen and check with criminal records office at the yard. There was a chance that somewhere in their background, something would turn up, which might give us a clue as to the reasons behind the attempt to kill Dolly Tanner. I was fairly certain there was a danger that such a crime might be committed. It was 11 o'clock that night when the telephone rang in my flat. Hello. Inspector Black? Oh, yes. Speaking. This is Governor Barnett. Can you come down immediately? Well, of course. Anything happened? One of the girls has been killed. Stabbed. We found her in the kitchen. It's Mag Fraser. You know, many great men have attained the highest office in our land, the presidency of the United States. Can you guess the name of this man? In 1884, with a limited education and practically no experience in national affairs, he was elected president at the age of 48. During his administration, an income tax was passed, but declared unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. And Coxey's army made its first march on the Capitol as a protest against unemployment. It was also during his administration that the presidential succession bill was passed, which indicated the line of succession to the presidency from the president down through the cabinet. If you don't have his name by now, here are two more clues. He was the first president to be married in the White House and the only president to serve two non-successive terms. Who was he? Rover Cleveland, 22nd and 24th president of the United States. His life is part of your American heritage. Now, the second act of Pursuit of the Woman in Gray. It was a murder case now. The victim was the unexpected Mag Fraser, and not the threatened girl, Dolly Turner. I called Detective Sergeant Moffat, and a half an hour later picked him up at his house. It was one o'clock when we arrived at the prison. Miss Barnett and the prison doctor took us to the kitchen, and in the storeroom behind sacks of flour, we saw the body of the dead prisoner. We didn't want to move her. I thought it... You're quite right, Miss Barnett. Uh, uh, Moffitt. Yes, sir? Uh, give me a hand with these sacks, will you? Right, sir. That's enough. Uh, Dr. Prue? She was stabbed in the heart. He must have died almost immediately. They haven't found the knife. When do you think it happened? Mm, 
Must have been during supper or preparations. Yes. Mag was on kitchen duty. What time? Between four and seven. Okay. Uh, have you a list of the girls who are working in here this evening? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, who else would have access to the kitchen at that time? Well, the waitresses. Those are prisoners, too. Oh, how many are there? Twenty. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Uh, tell me, Miss Barnett, when did you first learn that she was missing? Eight thirty. Oh, Miss Dexter didn't give you the exact time. That's locked up. We thought she might have been in the library. Yes, I see. All right, Moffat, uh, see if you can find the weapon. Call the yard and get a couple of men to run down and give you a hand. Right, sir. Whoever did it may have washed the knife and put it back. Well, we'll examine all the kitchen cutlery as well. I want to know where she was when she was stabbed. Yes, sir. Now, Miss Barnett, if we can go to your office and have a look at that list. The list of names comprised some 40 girls. They consisted of kitchen workers and waitresses. I noticed four whom I'd interviewed earlier. Joan Villers, dishwashing. Ellie Hall, waitress. Leslie Chester, waitress, and Dolly Tanner, waitress. They had all been involved in the fight which had taken place the previous evening. Now, we waited until the morning to begin our questioning. However, before that, the murder weapon was found. It had been washed and put away. But on the wooden handle of the knife, a spot of human blood had been detected. I knew it was useless to keep up the masquerade of social investigators, so I sent Moffat back to the yard for the criminal record report. Dolly Tanner's here, Governor. Tender entry. Tanner? Sit down, Tanner. You know this gentleman? Yes. I'm a policeman, Miss Tanner, not a social investigator. So what? Have you anything to tell us about Mag Fraser's death? Oh, the blooming thing. How did you know she was dead? You kidding? Who knew that last night? Good riddance. Who do you think did it? Dexter, probably. That's enough. Not kidding like a stupid child. You're in enough trouble now. Don't make it worse. Yes, Miss Barnett. Do you understand that we have to suspect you? You had an excellent motive. Of course I did. But I didn't do it. I wish I had. Well, I'm going to ask you again. Why were you attacked three times? Who was trying to kill you? And why? I don't know what you're talking about. Did you see Mag Fraser in the kitchen last night? Yes. Was she there when you went off duty? I suppose so. I don't remember. You can tell us nothing else. That's right. I think that'll be all, Miss Bunny. You may go, Tanner. Um, who's next? Joan Villas. Oh, yes. She seems to be a good friend of Fraser. Yes, ever since she's been here. She's a quiet girl, not very pretty. Mag is a leader. It usually happens that way. Shall I bring her in? Uh, yes, please. Yes, ma'am? Villas, please, Miss Dexter. Very good. You know, I have a feeling they know. The whole prison knows who and why. And we don't. Isn't it strange how they band together and things like this? I know. I see it all the time. Sit down, Dillard. This is Chief Inspector Black of Scotland Yard. Oh, I thought that he was... No, Miss Dillard. Now, can you tell me about last night? We want to find out what happened, Dillard. If you know anything, I want you to tell Inspector Black. She did it. Dolly Tanner, she hated Mag. She did it. I know she did. How do you know? Because, because she did. That's why. She was jealous. Jealous? Everyone liked Mag. Nobody liked Tanner. That's why she was always fighting with Mag. You know that, Miss Barnett. I don't think that's the reason. Somebody was trying to kill Dolly Tanner, and then they turned on Fraser. I, 
I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it. For three hours, we questioned, and for three hours, we received the same answer. Nobody knew. At one o'clock, Moffat arrived with criminal record reports, and until late afternoon, we went over them. At the end of that time, there wasn't a scrap of evidence linking Mag Fraser with Dolly Tanner. For that matter, as far as we could determine, none of the girls who had been in the kitchen knew each other before coming to Stanhope. Therefore, we had to assume that something had taken place in the prison which had led to the attack on the Tanner girl and the final killing of Fraser. And then we found the photograph. It had been tucked into a slit in the dead girl's mattress. It was a picture of a child about a year old. There was no identification, but a similarity in features told me at least part of what I wanted to know. I asked Governor Barnett to have Dolly Tanner and Joan Villers brought to my office. Sit down, girl. Well, Miss Villers, you were Mag Fraser's cellmate, weren't you? Yes. You know I was. Did she ever talk to you about a baby? No. No, she didn't. This baby? Oh, no. No, I, I've never seen it. You lived with her, and yet she never told you about having a child? Oh, you were quite close friends, I believe. She never told me a word. What about you, Miss Tanner? I don't know. So you want me to think that neither of you knew about Mag Fraser's child? It wasn't her baby. Oh. Go on, Miss Phillips. It wasn't her. I mean, she never told me. Maybe it was a niece. Could it have belonged to one of the girls here? I suppose so. I, I don't know. Could Fraser have been using it for blackmail, possibly? Why ask me? Because I think you know. There's quite a resemblance, don't you think? You look at it again. Carefully. I... <laughs> no, that isn't going to do any good, Dylan. You don't understand. You don't. I did it. I did it. No, no, don't. Don't. Oh, what does it matter? I killed her. Why? Shut up. Don't you say nothing. Don't you? Anna, be quiet. I was drying the dishes last night, and I saw Matt call Dolly into the storeroom. I didn't trust Dolly. I, I wanted to hear what was going on. I heard them talking. It was about Dolly's baby. She's a dirty liar. I haven't got a baby. Mag was laughing at her. She said she was going to tell Miss Barnett, and when she did, Dolly wouldn't have the baby anymore. I didn't know. She never told me. No, I, I was afraid. I had him... A year before I come here. He's with some neighbors now. I was afraid if you knew you'd take him away. Put him in a gnome. So when I got out, I, I couldn't have him. Why did you kill her, Miss Phyllis? When I came here, she she was my first friend. I did everything for her. She did the care of cleaning up the cellar. I never had a friend like that before. Dolly was always fighting with Maggie made me sick, so I wanted to hurt Dolly to make her stop. Oh, I'm I didn't know about the baby then, Dolly. Not her fault. Meg was always cracking about the baby. Even at meals, she'd wink and smile dirty. I couldn't stand her. I wanted to smash her face. Last night in the kitchen, she said she was going to tell Miss Barnett. Oh, I didn't know what to do. And then I saw Dolly run out, and I went in to talk to Meg. She laughed at me when I said that she mustn't tell about the baby. She was rotten. I had the knife and and I closed my eyes. She fell down behind the stacks of flour. That's why you killed him? Yes. I'm sorry. I had a baby once. I lost it. She died. <laughs> 
Dolly wasn't able to keep her baby. Don't you, Miss Barnett? The jury recommended mercy, and Joan Villas received a life sentence, which, with good behavior, could be remitted after 15 years. Dolly Tanner is now remarried, and her baby is with her. Pursuit, and the pursuit is ended. Pursuit is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis and written by Anthony Ellis. Music was composed and presented by Eddie Dunstetter. Ben Wright stars as Inspector Peter Black with Raymond Lawrence as Sergeant Muffet. In tonight's story, Betty Harford was heard as Dolly, Alma Lawton as Joan, Irene Pedro as Miss Barnett, Joan Banks as Mag, Gloria Gordon as Miss Dexter, and William Johnstone as the Doctor. invite you to join us next week at this same time when Pursuit will bring you another dramatic story of the famous Inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, relentlessly hunting down those whose disordered passions breed violence and murder. Another story of man hunting man when we bring you Pursuit. Welcome back. Uh, one thing I really like about Pursuit is that it takes us into some different sort of cases than would normally be covered on most uh, other detective shows of the era. And this episode, I think, is a chief uh, example. And I really appreciated that touch. And uh, this was a well-acted story. And again, it's not your typical... Um, murder mystery, but done really in a believable way with uh, just some good writing and great acting. Well, now we come to the point in the show where I'll announce what new series will be played in the 2014-2015 season. Most of that season will be running the Saints on Monday. 
However, Tor, in the last few weeks, we'll be bringing you Michael Shane, Private Detective, and we'll cover all of the Michael Shane uh, series uh, in existence. So that means we'll start off with Michael Shane, Private Detective, starring Wally Mayer. Then once we're finished with all of those episodes, we'll move on to the new adventures of Michael Shane, starring Jeff Chandler. And then we'll get to uh, the Michael Shane uh, stories over ABC, and I think we only have one or two of those. But we will cover all of it. And I also expect to bring you on video theater some episodes of the Michael Shane uh, television program. So it'll be an exciting time, and I hope you'll enjoy Michael Shane when it gets here. But uh, that's actually all for today. I do remind you to support the listener support campaign, support.greatdetectives.net. And also, with a donation of $100 or more, you'll get your choice of any Nero Wolf or uh, Agatha Christie audiobook at audible.com. In the meantime, uh, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Support our listener support campaign, support.greatdetectives.net. And uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.